Today on the show, we're going to talk to Spider-Man about Spider-Man. Wait, I'm I'm here too, but I mean, you know, Spider-Man and but also me, right? But but I'm also Spider-Man. I don't know. This is already getting confusing, guys. Wait, wait, who's talking right now? I, what's happening? I don't. I, you know, it's it's me. It's Yuri Lowenthal, uh, who have who has played Spider-Man on a couple of occasions, but mostly we're here to talk about the PS4 Spider-Man, aka my favorite Spider-Man. Hey, yeah, it's one of my favorite Spider-Mans, also. I have a, uh, I am sporting my Miles Morales t-shirt. I saw that. So cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sporting my, my Earth 1048 uh, Spider-Man. Nice. I'm, I'm sporting the, uh, the good old lore party uh, <laughs> hoodie with a goat. What's, what's that again? <laughs> you got to represent. <laughs> Have to, right. always. No Spider-Man shirt, man. Sorry. It's in the wash. <laughs> Kevin, you're fired. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Um, cool. So I guess for everybody out there who's going to be watching this, listening to this, um, for our listen listeners who may not know who you are, which is like, come on, uh, who are you? Tell us about you. Uh, my name is Yuri Lowenthal. I'm an actor, uh, mostly known for doing voice work on, uh, voice acting on video games and animation and a lot of anime dubbing. So that's, that's my deal. I, I, I played, uh, uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker in the PS4 Spider-Man game. But you may know me from all the way back, uh, like the Prince of Persia, Sands of Time days, or uh, if you watch like uh, any anime. <laughs> yeah, if you watch uh, Naruto or uh, Code Geass or Gurren Lagann or any number of, of other things, Afro Samurai, which technically yes. I guess is anime style, but, but we recorded original. So that wasn't technically a dub. So if you're just watching the subs for Afro Samurai, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that was a very modest opening like you yeah. might have heard of Mammy. i've done some <laughs> some animations back in the day it's like sasuke and and gino from afro samurai are like two yeah. of my favorite yes. anime characters god it would be such a dream to go back to do more afro samurai well i hope it happens me too um on today's episode what we want to kind of do is just uh we're gonna Really hone in on Peter's character and uh, Spider-Man's development in uh, the PS4 Spider-Man game. Because the game itself actually adds, like, this bigger layer of... uh, It kind of adds this, like, layer that we haven't seen in most comics or TV shows to the characters. Like, villains, Spider-Man himself, and just, like, the world around him. And so we want to see, like, how that shaped Peter's actions in the game. And Spider-Man's actions, too. Same degree. But before we get started, we just have some questions right off the bat. We'll sure. probably have a few throughout the episode. Fair enough. Um, what's like your history with Spider-Man? Have you always been a fan? Is this something that just kind of popped up or is this like something that you've always wanted to do? Uh, you know, it is something that I've always wanted to do, but I never thought that I would get to do it at this level. I mean, I've, and I will say, you know, I've always been a, a big Spider-Man fan, but I have not, you know, in recent years followed the the comics. It's just... There are just too many good comics out there. It's hard to follow everything. But I, you know, I have loved him growing up and I clearly am more suited for 
for like a Spider-Man type role than like a Batman type role because I I always audition for Batman and never get cast. Um, <laughs> so, so just putting that out there. No, I am I'm more. I think my voice is more suited to to Robin uh, than than Batman. But I will always hope springs eternal, and I will always keep trying. Um, but yeah, no, I grew up reading comic books, and I'm a you know I'm a big nerd from way back. So so to get to play in in this type of world at all is always just the biggest joy of mine. Uh, but this this character's big, man. I'm I'm happy to be here, you know, and consider myself very lucky. Yeah, you ended up getting your own comic book technically, like you're yeah. in the gamerverse now. Yeah. And uh you know, I definitely feel for your uh your attempts to try to be Batman. There were some comic <laughs> books where Spider Man tried to join the Justice League and he got denied. So right. it's destiny. Could be fated. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I, I feel like uh, Spider-Cop is as close as uh, you're going to be getting there. To, to Batman. Definitely. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. And I love that, that that he's canon now. Spider-Cop, you know, since the Spider-Geddon comics is now canon. Yes. It's like with the PS4 game, it's actually not the first time you've played Spidey. It's not the first time you've been in the Spider-Man universe. It's not. I mean, you've played Spider-Man in a couple games prior to this game. Mm-hmm, that is true. So what... What like attracted you to really want to say, okay, I think Peter Parker's that's the guy. That's the guy I want to play. You know, I audition for everything and rarely get it. That's that's just the numbers game of, you know, being an actor and being in this business. So it wasn't like I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna wanna play Peter Parker. And I just rung up Insomniac and I was like, Hey guys, <laughs> I wanna play Peter Parker. Like it was a long wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it would be cool to just be able to call people and go, I wanna play Moon Knight. Uh, but <laughs> that's, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it just works out and and it worked out this time. And I was very fortunate. There were a lot of, uh, very talented people uh, who were also in the running, some of whom are very good friends of mine. And, um, I'm sure we all could have done it and I got lucky. I was waiting for the like power play where you go to the insomniac insomniac <laughs> office, kick open the door, and they're like, "Give me the role now." <laughs> that's that's how it really went down. I mean, it could it could also still work for Moon Knight. I don't know if it's official for Oscar Isaac yet. I, I mean, right? You know. I, you know, I I know you you sort of see stuff on, on online, and but I think I mean he's he's a good choice. I'm not gonna lie. I like that guy a lot. Um and um and nobody really knows me in that world, so I think it'd be a tougher fight for me to try to get on the on the Moon Knight TV show. But um I've always been a huge Moon Knight fan. And so like hopping into the episode a bit, um so Right, the reason we're here. <laughs> hey, I mean I'm I'm enjoying the conversation, but uh our our executive producer might yell at us if we don't have uh right. an actual episode. Exactly. Because uh, Abu is is a, uh, you know, he runs a tight ship. Okay, who's <laughs> gonna Abu's gonna hate me for saying that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like we've you've played, you know, you've played this character, you've got inside of his head. Um, it's it's very complex. It's not like it's not so complex on the surface, but we see a lot of change in Peter throughout uh, throughout the game, and I think. Where he starts at in the game, uh, it kind of stems from, like, you know, some of the classic traumas that we see from Peter Parker in the comic books. Like, he's had the loss of his parents. He's had the loss of his uncle. And if you're a movie fan, he's had the loss of his uncle two times right. in different reboots. <laughs> right, right, right. It, just, it just keeps <laughs> happening and happening. Almost happened again with, you know, when the Tom Holland-Sony deal fell through. I was like, oh, we're going to have to see Uncle Ben again. Right. I, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Um, but in the game, like the PS4 Spider-Man game, I think what makes it super impactful to a lot of people is um, we start to, they add an extra layer to that. So we see like Peter has this relationship um, from the beginning with Otto Octavius and, you know, they they work together and Otto is like that Uncle Ben figure for him, right. that someone that he looks up to and like they have this collective dream of being able to help the world with technology. And like even Miles Morales' dad, who is, you know, very by the books, but after they work together, you know, that's another relationship. And then, you know, we end up seeing like he gets killed. So this game shows uh and you know these these events in the game kind of make Peter a little bit more guarded. Yeah. As you know, as we'll as we'll talk about in a second, like it he's not so open to let anyone help him. Yeah. He's and, not so far down the line, but he's like still like a little closed off. Sure. And that that makes it all the more tragic. I, I imagine we can tread into spoiler territory here. Not that for anyone who knows the character, uh, it was any kind of spoiler, but that's what made it all the more tragic that when he finally sort of opens himself up to this mentor figure, he's like, OK, maybe I can. Wow. You know, I maybe I can do this. And the betray, you know, Otto's betrayal hits him so hard because he just you know he gets knocked down again yeah i see i see a lot of like these traumas that happen to him like if you've ever seen the amazing spider-man movie uh the second one that the one shot that i actually think was kind of corny but also kind of cool in a comic book sense was when he's trying to catch gwen uh and the web kind of looks like a hand like i can i can i can oh I see that with like almost all these traumas in the game as well. Like he he thinks he's about to save Otto from like at the end of the game. He's like, oh, maybe I can save him. And it's like, ah, no, like all these things keep happening to him where he's it's just out of reach. And I mean, after a while, that's definitely I mean, that's got to that's got to hit you hard after yeah. a while. Um, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, you know. He doesn't like it. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> right. Who would? But uh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's got to, I mean, that's got to be a, a big undertaking as an actor. And, and when I first saw Otto in the game, I was like, wait a minute. The Otto Octavius, I like, right. first play through and I was like, oh no, this isn't going to end well. Right. Everybody like, knows where it's nice. going. Um, <laughs> right. But that's, you know, I mean, true horror, uh, I have found it's it's not necessarily or rarely is it in the surprises it's the dread of knowing where it's going and you know oh my god how are we going to get there um, yeah knowing that the whole time is worse than being surprised you know by like a twist ending or something like that right um and so another question for you yes as someone who's had like a history of like bringing the most emotionally complicated characters to life like you know your genos and your Sasuke is the people that have these sort of like epic level, like emotional shifts in their character arcs. Um, did you like how did how did you approach that for Peter, who is still having who still has like a pretty heavy emotional shift during the game? Yeah. But it's, you know, not as like big as one of those. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's funny because it's in, in that way. Peter was, you know, personal. It, the way he feels that stuff and goes through that stuff is much more the way I would. Whereas like your Sasuke's and your Geno's, they wear it right on their chest, you know, yeah. 
right on their sleeve and they're just you see you see the like you're walking up and you see the pain you know it's in every word that they say and that's not how how i i do it personally uh in in real life i don't wear my darkness out there i usually cover it up with with a smile um or a joke um and and, and, and you know have trouble sort of accessing those emotions and letting them out and i think peter is exactly that it's why he's always you know making jokes always quips um it's why he's always you know smiling and and goofing off i think a lot of that comes from him dealing with those deeper darker places in himself and those traumas and that uh clicked in for me i I wasn't aware of it early on but then we were in the process and i'm like oh that's what I do too. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm here today playing this role. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 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 not always like that though. So like sure. in 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 the game, you know, the whole deep emotional trauma he's dealt with, it it causes him to kind of distance a little bit and and he kind of he has this thing where he just acts this is just a, I think a Peter Parker trait. Like it's almost it's, I feel like after reading comics and stuff with his parents and all that other stuff, it's like they wear, you know, the whole weight of the show, the whole weight of the world is on their shoulders. They bear the whole thing. And God, I mean, God forbid they accidentally step on a bug. I it, it, right. <laughs> like yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah. So like at the beginning of the game, we see kind of this behavior was like a, the biggest thing as to why he and MJ weren't really a thing anymore. And it it kind of makes it harder to even just talk to her as a friend. Yeah. Um, and then in, in 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 her eyes, you know, Peter treated her like she needed all this like protecting and stuff, all this mansplaining. Right. And in his eyes, he was just really scared. Yeah, and he didn't, didn't want her want, to get hurt. He he didn't want her to get hurt. He doesn't want me like, to get hurt. He doesn't want Miles to get hurt. He doesn't want anybody to get hurt. You know, I mean the that that choice that they you know give him at the end, you're like. You know, you could save May or you can save, you know, New York. It's the impossible choice for him. That's why it's that's why it's so hard. He has to like he has to save everyone or he feels like a failure. And which is, of course, impossible. So he always feels like a failure. (laughs) And what's crazy is like MJ is clearly capable, like very clearly like she's a badass. and, And he's just he's so scared. He's so frightened. Yeah. She can clearly handle herself. Yeah. And he knows that, but he's still, he's so scared. He's so scared of losing anybody else or letting anybody down. The other thing is too, he, he kind of, he sees himself like he's directly responsible for like all these things that are happening to some people and some people that he doesn't even know, like, you know, Miles' dad, he, he himself, Peter didn't know him. Spider-Man knew him for a brief moment, not very long. And the like award itself was he helped people. He did his job. He helped people. And Spider-Man was along for the ride, really, on that one. And he died. He feels like, oh, he died because of me. Right. Really? I mean, is it really you, though? I mean, yeah, he got knocked out by an explosion. <laughs> he <laughs> couldn't really help anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, but that goes back to, you know, to the whole to, to the beginning, you know, to the Ben situation. He he was selfish once and didn't think he was connected to the rest of the world. And didn't think his his actions really mattered to anyone else. And it hit him, you know, personally. And I think 
stuff like that scars you and you, you will overcompensate for the rest of your life after that. You know, you will, you will blame yourself for anything that happens because you're like, could I have really, maybe I could have, if I had done this two weeks ago, maybe this wouldn't have happened, you know, because I am fully aware that my actions have consequence and, you know, that, that I can affect things and that things are connected. And then when you like couple that with having superpowers, right. it probably makes it a thousand times worse because it's like, oh, I can actually, I can actually do some of these things that other people can't. Right. And like, I can kind of do the impossible to some degree. So, you know, that's in and of itself is probably just an, another layer of, uh, you know, yeah. trauma for him. Right. And he shouldn't beat himself too. He's not, he's not like Thor or, you know, or Dr. Strange or somebody like that. But yeah, he's, he's, he definitely has the superpower of beating himself up. All right, we're going to keep this conversation going, but first, a quick break. Hey, everyone. I'm Abu. And I'm Leo. And we're here to tell you about Gamjabar, our brand new podcast all about Dune. Gamjabar is your guide to Frank Herbert's massive sci-fi universe. We'll be exploring the, the themes, philosophies, and characters found in everything from Frank's iconic novels to the adaptations on film and TV. And here's the thing. We do spoiler-filled deep dives as well as introductory non-spoiler episodes. So there's something for everyone. You know, look, Dune is complicated. There are crazy words like like Mintats, like Tleilaxu, and of course, Gom Jabbar. Our goal is to help you understand these words and many more that we can't pronounce. <laughs> it's a theme. Uh, so find Gom Jabbar on your favorite podcast platform. We can't wait to share our love of the Dune universe, and we'll see you on the Golden Path. Okay, so we've talked about like Peter's relationship with M with MJ, and then like kind of being like that that partner figure with her, and then a father figure almost now for Miles because you know we've got superhero crime, we got all this stuff. As an actor myself, I have heard you say this in interviews before and i really i think it's great you've said that like actors you know we have what's inside of us and then we have our experiences our inspirations and then we have like this mold that we kind of fit our characters into that we use all of these experiences and we just boop, yeah right on in there so i'm curious did you draw any of your own kind of relationships as like a husband a father and 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 all the, all these figures that you've played like acting with miles yeah inevitably inevitably and i don't think it was a, a conscious thing i don't think it's ever a conscious thing for us i mean and that's why i think uh you know uh, method acting you know the, the 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 obsession with method acting takes away from the actor's experience that they bring to it and the actor's imagination you know two of two of basically the most powerful things you can bring to bear as an actor are your own individual experiences in life because nobody else can do that but you and um and your imagination you know they're always you know acting technique is all about oh remember that time that your dog died so you can do this scene where you know your girlfriend dies or whatever and i'm and I'm like you know i mean that may work for some people but that has never been a good source for me uh but but i i think our you know our imaginations are so powerful and we we're, the, the, our imaginations are beaten out of us when we're, you know, when we're kids and we're growing up <laughs> and we forget how powerful they can be. And, you know, going down that path and imagining what it would be like and just really getting detailed in your mind sort of almost gets you to live that actual experience that's going to be in the scene with you. 
So, so I think those are two super important things to, 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 to not forget, uh, as an actor. Cause I, th- I think they're hugely valuable to trust in the fact that you're there because, you know, and you're going to color the, the, the character with your own individual experiences. Nobody else can do that. Um, and, and bringing your imagination to bear. Yeah. Or two things that, that I, that I do every time I go into something is try to trust, you know, that it's going to be, uh, different and interesting, cool. Cause I'm not everybody else. And, to to trust in the power of my imagination as well. I can still see you though, method acting in your house in a Spidey suit running around. I oh yeah. I only, I only took I it off for this. It. I only took it off for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there, there is a, there is a place and a time for method acting, and it is generally jumping around in costume with my son. Yes. Um, and so we, um, you know, we've we've kind of covered this part of the episode where, um, like, Peter isn't completely walled off, right? Um, there's still there's still hope for him. Uh, like, and we see that throughout the game. Uh, you know, eventually after. Um, you know, after MJ ends up saving him, after Miles ends up saving him, like, you know, after Miles shows that, like, hey, I'm not using my powers in a destructive way, like, I might have jumped off of a bridge or something and broke my toe, but I haven't done anything that's too crazy. Right. Like, Peter starts to realize, like, he does need to open up because, like, these people can actually help him. Yeah. Do you feel like he's kind of capable of letting go of that? sort of savior complex that he has or do you think that this is going to be something that is to some degree haunts him for forever i you know i think he might be getting better uh but i don't think he's done with that you know i, th- I think that's that's a that's a really deep uh scar for him um and he'll probably always i think he, he'll he'll think that he's handling it great or dealing with it fine and then it'll he'll realize that it's you know it's come back it's reared its head again and he's he's acting out those those old uh behaviors um but i think that's also you know part of what makes him you know super interesting in that way so then we've talked a lot about peter and like his friends but we haven't really talked a lot about like the villains because spider-man is like this big like theatrical kind of style superhero but he also has all these theatrical style villains um and in this game we kind of see all a lot of his like greatest ones like the greatest adversaries he's like ever had and this time they've given like an extra layer of humanity their goals aspirations they're all like byproducts we learn of like a negative you know event that happened negative i see what you did there I, uh, <laughs> that i will say that was all lawrence on that one um, but they gave like there's like this negative event that happened all there and then we see like you know it kind of gave them like an inability to move forward in their lives almost they can't get over this this situation or this event and so we, we wanted to talk about two specific villains because uh, probably the two main ones because really these people impact him so much um so i figured we could talk about martin lee first because he's he's like the main guy in the beginning um but takes a little martin takes a back seat a little bit to you know people are all they always remember you know the auto scenes and everything but i think you know the relationship with martin lee is you know equally powerful i like to kind of put them together because they're both in in their own world they're both kind of like these these men that started off as like really good people they're kind hearted and, and they're, yeah, yeah, they're these people with like all these hardships 
that kind of similar to Peter in terms of like, you know, either money or uh, losing parents or something like that. And then they also get these really bad hardships from Norman Osborn. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Norman screws everybody, screwing everybody over here. He's just messing with everybody. And so, yeah, you see like they want to help other people and, and they, you know, Doc Ock with his, with his lab and everything and his research. And then you have Martin Lee with like the shelter and his business, but then they have these buried traumas that just kind of eventually just explode and blur their desires to just help other people. And they kind of like push that aside, that quality aside in favor of like this obsession with Norman Osborn <laughs> and taking him down and exposing him for like the yeah. dark past and, you know, and, and well, I was going to say, you're right. I mean, I think closing yourself off, it becomes that that easy thing that would be able to say, you know, that's what makes me strong is because I can close myself off against that. But I think one of the things that makes Spider-Man and, you know, honestly, in, in my life, I, le- I learned this more and more, um, is that vulnerability is what makes you stronger. And that's not as, you know, especially as, you know, guys growing up, we are not taught that. We are taught the opposite of that. Don't cry. Don't let your emotions out. Don't let things phase you. Uh, just protect people and, you know, don't, you know. But I, I think that only leads down a bad road. Um, and I think the more we can, can, can find that vulnerability, and I think it's, it's what appeals, you know, to a lot of people in uh, the character of Spider-Man is he is so vulnerable. And he does he's vulnerable to a lot of the things that that we feel vulnerable. It's not just, you know, being attacked by, you know, demigods, you know, every, you know, and super villains <laughs> every, every episode or week or issue, or he's, he's, he's got to pay rent and he's got a girlfriend and he's got, to, he's keeping secrets and he's trying to maintain his jobs and, you know, all of those things uh, that we, that we feel a lot. And I think for me, one of my, what I feel one of my greatest, you know, sort of victories is one of the things that one of the things I'm, I'm the most proud of about the the work that i did on this game and from working on this game and helping to tell this story is that you know after the game came out and can still to this day i get you know posts from people or whatever you know either on social media or you know when we're talking everything saying hey man i uh you had me in tears you know i was i just i was just crying and crying and crying and you know whatever part of the game you know touched them and I was amazed at how many people felt okay to say that in front of a large audience. Um, but I think it's so important. And if, if I had, you know, something that I would take away as like my proudest moment from this game, it's that it, it affected that many people and that they felt comfortable saying that. Because it was, you know, it was probably more guys than girls opened up and said about it. I've never, you know, done the the math uh, on that, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 a conversation that I love to see people having, that I love to see guys having, you know, and that I haven't, you know, seen as much before, and I am just just proud of that. You know, I hope it's a I hope it's a shift because I think it's really important. Definitely guilty. I definitely cried. Awesome. I, I definitely <laughs> cried. I love it. I lo- and my wife came in and she's like, "What is happening?" I was like, "It's Spider Man." <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Especially yeah. at the end, of the end of the game, I was just like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Here come the tears. <laughs> I know. And that, and then the genius writing of you knew, you know, um, because it it happens like, you know, a couple of you know, it happens with May and it happens with with Otto. And they yeah. mean, 
you know, different things, but the same thing. And he is, he's so hurt by that. And it, uh, so, you know, it, it strikes him like to the, to the core and the, the brilliant use of that same phrase for totally different situations and different people was, I mean, you know, you know how it is, you know, if, if you're an actor, Kevin, I don't know if you're an actor, Lars as well, but, uh, our job is so much easier when the writing is brilliant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, and I was definitely, uh, I was gifted this, the, the writing of this game. So then that kind of brings me to my next question, because I feel like one of the things that made like this game really resonate with a lot of people and, you know, with, with new Spider-Man fans, old Spider-Man fans was the realistic way that the struggle between, you know, Spider-Man and Peter had with these villains that were presented. So like, I know you've also voiced Spidey villains before you were Kirk Connors. You were the yeah. lizard, like, yeah. like you've done villains before. And so I'm curious if like, having an understanding of the villain's relationship with him being a villain. Mm -hmm. Did you, you know, did playing one of those villains kind of change your perspective on how you were going to approach Spidey or your approach to just voicing him in general? Like I'm very uh, curious about that. I, I don't know. I, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. I certainly didn't go into um, that thinking, Oh, Hey, here's something that I learned from playing Kirk Connors that I could use. Cause, cause honestly it was happening about the same time. <laughs> Um, this is the way things, you know, happen. But, uh, but I mean, you know, when you're, when you're playing villains, I, I do love playing villains. I think every actor will say that they just want to play villains, uh, cause villains are super fun. But when you do play villains, you always think you're doing the right thing. I mean, you, you, you gotta, it's, it's hard to just go in thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be evil, um, just cause, cause I'm evil and I'm terrible and I just want to hurt people. And, um, but you, I mean, everybody's got a, got a humanity. Everybody thinks they're the hero of that story. You know, it's been said a million times. Every villain thinks they're the hero of their own story. But, uh, so I think I, in some ways I approach it the same way that I would approach, uh, you know, playing Spider-Man, but I just get to act bad better, you know, or more like, I mean, I get to be just less, uh, I don't have to care about being good, you know, and that's, and that's, I think the fun part of playing you know, villain. <laughs> and so one of the, one of the last parts of the main script that we wanted to talk about that we've touched on a bunch is, you know, aunt may and the, the sacrifice that she made at the end. Cause we, when, you know, we were sitting down and we were writing this, um, you know, we talked about like, Hey, this is like, these are the traumas that Peter has faced in his life. These are the things that he's learned from like some of his friends, his enemies. Mm -hmm. And then Aunt May kind of gives him, I think, like the best example in the entire game of um, it's like, OK, to have these traumas, but like, you know, continue to move forward and continue to do what's ever in your power to help people. The the whole the, the ending scene, you know, when she's just talking to him, like I knew I knew the whole time I knew what you were doing. Like she didn't try to hold him back from helping people because she knew that it was something that he wanted to do and that he had the ability to do it. Yeah. It's, I, I hope that he has learned some of that lesson too. I think it's really important, but I, I also, you know, empathize with or sympathize with, you know, it's hard to ask for help. You would think that it's an easy thing to do. And in the right situation, you would just do it because it's important to you. I don't know why it's so hard to ask, you know, people for help. You know, maybe it's because it, it makes you feel like you're not strong enough to do it on your own. But why is that a 
bad thing? You know, why? You know, it's. I mean, I like people. You know, I like other people. <laughs> like I, I, I know I'm not alone in this, but even for me, sometimes it's hard to to let other people in like that. And I'm hoping that Peter uh, definitely at least takes some of that from Aunt May. Again, you know, deep scars and all that are. Uh, it could take a while and it could come back, but uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a hugely valuable lesson. I mean, most people can't even ask for help in a grocery store, like, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, for, so, for yeah. directions or anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, and and right. w- one of the things that I'd real quick to add would be like, I really liked with the ending, just like him talking to her, and you could kind of just see there's this this moment of them just having like a connection and. You kind of just see, I don't know if it was the mocap or what, but you could just see it in the eyes where it was like, it's okay. It's just, it's, that was it. Like those, you know, those two words, it's okay. is like, you kind of oh just God. hear it yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And it it's makes like, me oh, wanna, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was definitely a benefit of us being on the performance capture stage, performing it like a play or a movie was, you know, often, more often than not, we're alone in a booth recording in front of a microphone, imagining what the other actor might be doing or the director saying, Oh, you know, you need to dial it back because the other person who already recorded it was, you know, but it's not there. We got to be with each other. Um, when we were, you know, doing the performance capture for that. And that made a huge difference. I think. That's awesome. Like, cause I think my favorite part of that scene too, is just like, you know, the, the, when he, you know, had this, this, this cure and he could just, give it to Aunt May and like he, the struggle that was there like it was like I could do this right now it would you know be self-serving mm-hmm. and she wouldn't be happy but she'd still but be, she'd be alive be and nobody else would know like I could I can get away with this yeah and it was just the struggle just like him fighting against himself to to do that but I think he ultimately I mean I don't think he would have done it regardless but I, I think it's kind of highlights highlights the that like le- that lesson yeah like, you know if you can continue to help people, like you owe it to them to to do it, and I, like Peter could have helped himself by curing Aunt May, or he could have helped the the city that you know had people dying by the dozens out on the streets. Right. You know, I'm I'm, I'm super grateful for having those other actors there with me because I'm sure my performance was a hundred times better because the actors I was working with were so good. You know, in that scene, I mean, that's, you know, half of the acting or more is, is, is the other person and getting, you know, we don't always get that in the, in the booth. That's, it's, it's why this Spider-Man for me, you said I've, you know, played him before, but this Spider-Man and with this writing and with those actors there with me is the best it'll ever be for me. Yeah, no, I mean, this was, this was an amazing rendition of Spider-Man. Like it was just the story, the relationships, you know, I didn't expect what happened to Aunt May, what happened to Aunt May. And like, I, that was the curveball that came on top of like this, the whole betrayal from, from Otto. It just out of nowhere. It's like, this is also happening yeah, too. Yeah. Surprise. Like, <laughs> right. Like you couldn't even like get your bearings back at all. Yeah. Um, it was just, just really just resonated. Yeah. In the scene. Um, and so I have one. I have a. Uh, I have one more question from the main script yep. uh, for you. Yep. Um, so, 
after playing, and I feel like all of my questions are about like getting in the mind of Spider Man, but like after playing Spider Man and uh, getting in the mind of the character, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you see any um, similarities uh, between like Peter's growth because of his support system, like you know the trials and tribulations, and like some of your own experiences in life? Yeah, I you know I think we are we are made the people we are by the. Not necessarily, I mean, you know, in part by the good times we have, but more so by the the tough times we have to get through. And, you know, I can even see the difference in myself. You know, I uh, became a father four and a half years ago, and I am a different person and, a, you know, very arguably a better person because of that. Not because it's been so amazing and it's just been a joy the whole time. And just, he is, you know, the best and perfect, but because it's hard and you, you have to open yourself up to someone else. And all of a sudden you really have to put somebody else first in a way that you've never had to do before. As, you know, generous as you, you know, may be before becoming a parent, um, you are forced into a greater degree of generosity and, you know, selflessness than, um, than you were before. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I think the, you know, the, the, the crucible that is, that is life makes us into the, you know, superheroes that we all are. I really like that. Thanks. I, it just came to me. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was really Thank good. you. Thank you. I was, I was going to go with, uh, uh, earlier the, something I like to say, I don't it's probably been said before, but I like to say, um, let vulnerability be your strength and compassion be your sword. And I don't know if that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, right, I don't know if that's a new thing or not, but, um, but I, you know, it's sort of in line with, with what we were talking about. You're two for two now. Yes. Those are good. (laughs) Right. Me, right. (laughs) Me and like what Gandhi, Confucius, you know, all the, all the church, you know, all the, all the sort of the, uh, the, the the quote makers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for doing this. We very much appreciate it. Thank you guys for, for being awesome and. And, uh, you know, thank Abu for, for being an, an, an exacting executive producer. <laughs> oh, he's going to his head. Is... <laughs> yeah. Oh, this boy. dude is about to be on Twitter like, guys, guess what? <laughs> awesome. Well, geez. Okay. Thank you very much. I don't know how to end this. I'm like kind of flustered and floored. Okay. Well, then maybe, maybe we'll get together to talk about something again in the future. Ooh. Yeah, All definitely. Right, cool. We'll leave Thank it on that. We'll leave, we'll leave the door open unless, you know, well, we're kicking open doors and leaving them open. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this special episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. It really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. And make sure you check out our YouTube page, for an exclusive video version of the interview you heard on this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.